0: Causing the Effect, a podcast focused on the exploration of your mind, body, and spirit.
1: Astro, the studdest of studs <laughs> new shower everybody official dating it carmen del mastro here check out um you know he came on what a couple months ago it was
0: yeah it feels like a really really long time ago it was a actually, darker time it was it, it was it was uh april i think it was the end yeah, of it was april, april i think
1: it was april and me and carmen we've been connecting real one of the realest dudes on instagram sports specialist Dealing with the top athletes. Um, dude, I love the work ethic. I love, dude, every day you're posting something, you're moving. The shit that you do, my knees would be blown out already. So I want to know first, how do you keep this? Like when when I got my momentum going, it's easy to like just keep moving, right? Like how do you keep this up? Like how do you just keep being consistent with everything you're doing? You said you, you, you're training. You got you're training people six, seven days a week and you got um, the soccer going on. So just how do you keep this up, bro?
0: Man, you know what? I think I have to give all the credit to the Pops back home, man. I, I mm-hmm. think he might have did something to me way back when when I was in the crib and just like blessed me with something. Did the old uh, Mr. Miyagi to me. You know, just put the touch on me. I think it was that. To be what honest. did he what
1: but, did uh, what did he do?
0: Uh he was a fighter, so he was a boxer. So yeah, he um so we actually have like the athletic gene in the uh the bloodline a little bit. So he was a fighter. Actually, got some mitts tattooed on me for the oh, pops what? right here. Uh, yeah, it just got them that? done so. Yeah, it's pretty cool just to represent him. What do you got going on
1: on the on the right on there? You got you got that's beautiful work. There's right a there. lot
0: of things. They have got the lion in the here. Lion. There's a couple of roses. Got the old uh, the Roman gladiators there too. Can't really see it because of the glare back there, but a lot of roses and whatnot. Got the swords and the detailing is pretty well. It looks
1: beautiful, yeah. man. I'm in the mist potentially. Well, I said I had to get my body to a certain level. I'm in the middle of cutting. We down a couple. We down a couple. We're getting nice. There. We're nice. Getting there, and I, I, I'm looking at some tri- not tribal pieces, but like it's like the um, those that Indian tribal hieroglyphic type stuff going on okay. on the left side. So just I'm trying piece, to look like the rock, huh? Something of that nature, yeah. a little, you know. I've been asked this week because I just got back from thing. Aruba. Yeah, bro, just <laughs> got back from Aruba, and on the on the train this month, uh, this week, I was asked six times, "Do I speak Spanish?" And I was like, "That's how you know you got a good tan." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but but now to fill me in on this schedule you've been doing because I see you grinding. How 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 do you keep up?
0: Uh, you know what? It started back in February, and we already talked like off when we were recording. So February first was like the start date with the Red Stars. Um, so like, it's been a it was a nine month or nine, not nine month nine week preseason, and you know at that time I was kind of just like we would practice early in the morning, so I would take a couple people early in the day like early in the day, meaning 6, 7 a.m. and then we would shoot over to uh, the stadium and we would be there for a couple of hours and I would go back to the uh, facility that I train out of uh, Bracey Performance and it would take more clients. And that was kind of the norm throughout the preseason and for maybe, I would say the second month of everything when we were still like doing exhibitions and, you know, part of our challenge cup. And then this flipped and, you know, I was like, all right, I can take on more clients now. So now I'm doing relatively like either six or seven in the morning up until like either 10 or 11. And then I shoot right to the stadium and then it's like another two and a half hours at the stadium and then back down sometimes to Bracey again for another, maybe one, two, three hours. It all depends on the day. Um, I think my, the way I'm able to actually keep up with the schedule is that I have to sleep at least five to six hours i know i try to get eight but like generally for me to shut my brain off and for me to get eight hours of sleep it's not happening happening. there's no no shot in hell for me to shut my brain off and do eight hours but i have become like a little bit of stickler for my actual sleep habits because i'll just like literally go in my room eight o'clock at night it's still light out now so black out the room and try my best but sometimes it just doesn't happen that way but sleep me actually trying to sleep a little bit more i'm not the greatest sleeper I'll test of that, but me actually making an attempt has actually helped me through a little bit of this, and actually eating a lot healthier now, and doing things that I we should be doing. But naturally, you get caught up, and you know, you try to enjoy your life a little bit more, but here we are.
1: Yeah, bro. No, dude, I've been trying to to get my sleep. It's just something. I think when the the, the winter depression hits you, and the, it's all your circadian rhythms all messed up. Because I was like, <laughs> I was just going off of. I, I really just became undisciplined there for like a month or two, and I was just like, Yeah, what is wrong with me? You don't feel. Revitalize. you're not feeling like good about yourself and it's like yo i just gotta kind of like i'm what time are you up in the morning
0: uh i generally get up before five at least uh four days a week three days a week and then generally uh close to six and um at least twice a week too so it's a it's a blend of the two usually flips depending on the client who's coming in that day
1: i I don't think like for people who wake up like i'm up fourth every morning it's like yeah. I, they say you're supposed to stay up like consistent and it's like you can't have a normal life you can't go out to dinner and on a friday night and be up 4 30 the next morning you know it, it, you have to kind of give and take so i've been like weaning myself off 4 30 then f- like tomorrow i'll be up like 5 36 and you know just kind of rock and roll there but that that's something that that i that was messing me up bad too now now what are you seeing with the just like the client side of things, are you dealing with, because I see the work you're doing. So it looks like a lot of hockey movement, a lot of explosive movement, Are these people who are, th- these people are, are like trying to get professional ath- athletes, are they co- collegiate athletes are, they, are some just kind of trying to keep up the performance?
0: You know, I have every type of athlete, you know, from your grade schooler to your high school, to college, to pro level, to elite level, to people who are literally, you know, some people are playing in the Olympics right now. So I've literally trained all levels. And I still do it today. So it's not a difference. You know, the programming doesn't really change for the most part. You know, some people, we start them from a very remedial type movement based pattern. And then some people are way more advanced. But I definitely have those people still like your gen pop people that still come in. They still have to move well and move through space very freely and whatnot. So some of the movements that I do with some of my athletes, I'm going to do with my gen pop people, too, because, you know, you want everyone to be comfortable. You never know when you you might trip them off the sidewalk and have to catch yourself, you know, so everyone kind of gets somewhat of the same programming. You know, there's, it's not a lot of fluff for the most part, stuff that we see on Instagram a lot of times, but at the end of the day, you know, the program's just getting mixed and matched and everyone's kind of getting, you know, a run of the mill, kind of like the same thing at the end of the day.
1: Now, out of those those core movements and the just the the remedial stuff that everybody should be doing, what do you think are some of the most important ones that everybody should be working on? Because like I moved away after I had Mr. Boylan, and then you you guys got in my head. Like I was looking bigger and thicker, but I just didn't feel as good. Now I'm getting leaner, and I'm just trying to do more functional work, Olympic. You know, a little bit a little bit of everything, but I just feel a lot better. Like, what what are some movements you suggest?
0: And uh, you know, you keep it basic. Push something. Pull if you're going to push something. Pull something, work on your hinging, work on your squat patterns, keep the hamstrings happy and healthy, your core stability. Um, always try to get some type of like carrying. I think carries are one of the most underrated exercises that we can possibly do, whether we're working on, again, gen pop, or training our athletes, you know, heavy carries, working on our posture, working on our positioning, working on our breathing, things of that nature.
1: I see you working with that, uh, that med ball quite often i
0: love them man Dude, you
1: love that med ball you are throwing that shit at people
0: <laughs> <laughs> man i love med balls bro that's that's my thing it's my goats it's always been like always been enamored with actually like throwing and whatnot so being a former baseball guy myself and you know taking that into more of the golf stuff now it's just always been my thing so i've just come up with a bunch of different ways to kind of dig in variants with these med ball throws it's been pretty hey. fun
1: and is that just like you just kind of get people used to the shifting of the, the movement? Like cause I see you, you have them kind of they're kind of loaded and then you're throwing it at them and then they explode with it. Is that giving just more kind of fluidity to it?
0: Yeah. We, we we all start from a little bit of like our, you know, our bilateral stance and you know, trying to get into the backside hip and backside glue and that old like baseball type swing for the most part. But you'd be surprised how many people you know, it's a, it's a process to get someone to understand the rotation of the hips and like where we're trying to load from as opposed to, you know, just grabbing the med ball and just using the arms, you know. So a lot of people, when they first do it, it's like that old squish the bug mentality with the feet. They kind of just mm-hmm. spin out that old like weird way that some baseball coaches would tell us how to hit the ball. But, you know, actually loading into the ground and then actually rotating from the hips and driving. So it's it's fun. But at the same time, it can be a, a little bit of a process.
1: Yeah. I feel like once you get somebody who's just like, we've been, uh, we've been doing golf with my clients and I, I'm not too bad at golf. Right. So I could hit it far, And I just tell these guys, like you're swinging with your arms, like your arms have nothing to do with the golf <laughs> swing. It's just that, that, that fluidity of, of loading up to that back and then kind of doing that, that torque. So you were, you were working, that wasn't hockey. That was golf. You were, you were helping those guys with, um, hmm.
0: which guy, uh, a I baseball I saw guy. a couple. Okay. Yeah. So I had a golf, one golf, one baseball um i'll do with my basketball guys soccer girls will do it with soccer girls too so basically every sport because we all need to rotate you know there's rotational patterns in everything that we do and you know if we're gonna be better athletes we need to learn how to do it properly you know it's and basically in everything we do you're running a straight line man where there's an aspect a little bit of a rotational pattern there too so
1: mm-hmm. now, now what is the, the biggest difference between going from individual training, you know, you got your personal performance, you can kind of specialize golfers, you know, to move into to women's soccer. Has there been a big difference there?
0: Um, it's definitely a little bit of a change, but I wouldn't say a lot for me. You know, I'm used to training bigger groups. Um, I've done it before with some, you know, younger teams and high school and college athletes you know, in, in those bigger type settings, but we still break it down where we have the, uh, smaller groups so we'll get them in the gym where it's like eight or nine girls at a time so it still gives us a chance to kind of you know teach and coach and hit what we're trying to hit for that day but um when they're actually on the field doing warm-up type base then it's like the whole squad is coming at you
1: yeah that just sounds sounds like a lot now, how <laughs> many how many what does like the training team look like for because this is the um like the minor league is it is the minor league for professional women's soccer
0: no it's pro team so it's oh, nwsl so it's shit. yeah yeah Sorry, the Chicago Red Stars, so the National Women's Soccer League.
1: And how many trainers, like, are on that team? So out?
0: we had, um, so we have our head strength and conditioning coach, Megan Young, who I tried to connect you with a little while back, mm-hmm. and I will make that connection for you. Absolutely. Shout out to Megan. And- <laughs> Answer the text message. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yell at her tomorrow <laughs> when I see her. <laughs> and then we had another assistant, uh, uh, Gabby uh, Smith, and she just left. She got a job at Delaware, so she's going to Delaware, nice. shout out to her. She's a great human, one of my best friends who I met in Chicago. Sad to see her go, but for selfish reasons, obviously. But couldn't be happier for her. And then myself. So there was three of us working with the team, and I think back in the preseason we were a little bit over thirty girls, and then we kind of trimmed down, and it's like closer to twenty-ish now. So gives you a sense of you know programming and the amount of you know work that goes in there.
1: Damn man, that's now do you guys get in trouble if somebody gets hurt? Because like this is what I've been seeing in the NBA, man. Everybody's just getting getting bullied up. And I was just like, what what kind of what is going on? You think it was from uh due to COVID that everybody was getting hurt in the NBA?
0: Um, could be. I mean, a lot of these guys, pro guys like to train with you know, not the best trainers. So, you know, you see a lot of that fluff stuff going on on Instagram, and you know, they go into training or working with their teams and you know. Kind of a recipe for disaster. Not working on what you should be working on when you're you go back home, or not doing the right thing. So I think that's a testament to a lot of how some of these guys are getting hurt.
1: Why do you think that? You think that they're just falling for the for the Instagram like everybody else?
0: Oh yeah, man. I think it's a big commodity. A lot of these guys, a lot of these trainers do the, the old uh, DM slide trying to get some of these guys in their their facility. So yeah, I think it's definitely a testament of what you're doing outside the gym with without your pro club. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. A definitely little, a little too yeah. much party. Yeah, not the partying, man. It's like nonsense. Just like you see these guys doing these goofy band push-ups with like 18 <laughs> plates on their back. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? Like, the BOSU ball bullshit? Like, come on. If I ever see any facility with a BOSU ball in it or if I go into one, rat for me. She said, never use a BOSU
1: ball. I saw uh, one I saw one this week, and I was like, I wonder what, <laughs> if I should use this this week. So you're <laughs> no, not a fan. It's not good you for should stability. should threw
0: it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if you want to do rehab stuff, maybe. Like, there, you could use an AirX pad if you want to balance on something. I just use my little foam blue AirX pads. But we're a BOSU ball. Get out of here. Thing out of here. Yeah.
1: now now, how's everybody how are you i guess how are you adjusting to like this because this is something i've been thinking about it's like this integration back to normal life of covid and like everything kind of coming back to normal how is chicago looking and like how are you how you doing is it just was a seamless process like nothing changed
0: Uh, yeah we didn't really leave the gym that much to be honest we were in the gym so chicago did a really good job we we, everything kind of we stayed on like our protocols we still had the mask up in the facility but i never really left the gym like my schedule was a little bit lighter but at the same time, I was still doing my thing with my clients and like the online thing a little bit. And, you know, we, um, it's opened up. It's definitely been different. Like when we first started, we weren't allowed to dine inside and do all those type of things just because of being around the team setting. But um, everything's open. I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen now that it's starting to pick up again. I guess the spread and shit's going to happen again. So, yeah, not too thrilled about that
1: the the media has taken over new york i'll tell you everybody's like it's back <laughs> it's out it's out yeah. i'm getting yelled at for not having my mask on it's like yo bro i got i got a shot i got the yeah, right i got the vaccine for this and now you're telling me i got to get another shot or does it doesn't count i think once you yeah. go down these paths of like letting people you just kind of like let the government push control a mask and now it's like this is where we are now this is like the this is the way it is for the foreseeable future now we're going to kind of keep reverting backwards and then we just have to For cut sure. it off because, like, I could tell you right now, if this ain't potential lockdown at the end of August here, we're not gonna like I'm not having it. Like, people are just straight up not gonna do it, and I, I don't know what's what's gonna happen. Like, I'm, I'm I'm like scared of like a war in the city because New York City, man. I don't know what Chicago looks like. The homeless in this New York City is a mess, bro.
0: Hey, we're um we're pretty open right now, so I think I think L.A. was first, and now you guys, and I think we're we're probably gonna be. Obviously, we're right there with you guys in terms of population and whatnot so i think if anything we might be next to get the everyone put your mask back on type deal so i don't know man i'm i'm not a fan of the whole masking thing but if we have to do it we have to do
1: it i think there's a there's a line to it like listen you, you want to help everybody and not be getting people sick, but there's also this other line of like personal responsibility, taking care of yourself, being healthy. Like at this point, they, they're talking about the Delta variant. Now I'm, I'm, dug, I'm d- dug in. I'm obsessed with this now. And they're <laughs> saying that like, if you, if you get it when you're vaccinated, you're going to get a cold. And it's like, well, is that to me, that seems fair compared to what could be another six months of a lockdown. And then people are going to lose their ship because that's what it seems like, you know?
0: Yeah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, like, think about people's mental health at a certain point like you got people that have been strung out drinking way too much doing x y and z just like not knowing what to do with their lives And like so much has been lost and so much you know struggle has happened because of all this obviously you know it was real and everything happened the way it happened but just gotta start taking like other people's lives into consideration when you start thinking hey we're gonna lock everything down again i mean the, the like i said Whatever we need to do to like kill all this, I'm fine with. But at the end of the day, you gotta start t- taking people's mental health into consideration with this.
1: Yeah, and mental health. Like, like we're lucky, right? We got these jobs. We got we got some money. But like, imagine people that are relying that just got their hospitality job back. Like people, New York, these kids with the clubs and the waiters, waiters, everybody's all excited. And It's like, yeah, you're gonna take that, you're gonna take that away. Like,
0: yeah, seriously, it's it's scary, man. I'm lucky. We're lucky to be honest that we didn't close down fully. To be honest, so I'm super blessed. I was able to actually go into the gym and whatnot because I would have absolutely gone batshit crazy.
1: Like, yeah, you're the type of guy who gets obsessed with shit because that's what it's like. Are you obsessed with fitness oh, yeah. like, when, when you're when you're like when you're when you wake up? You got the YouTube video on. You're doing your whole study. And are you running through this? Because like, how do you how do you plug yourself? Like, how do you release? How do you get your your relaxation?
0: It's so funny that you said that. Like, I had this conversation with uh, someone not too long ago. And it's literally like. I've been in the gym as like as long as I can remember. Like 2 years old, 3 years old. Like I would sit there. My pops used to bring me down to the gym. Like we had a gym in our basement. Like I would watch him box and do all this stuff. So literally I've been in the gym my whole life. And so for me I'm like I'm tired, man. Like I'm, I'm tired sometimes going into the gym. I'm tired to do this, I'm tired to do that. Like I've been doing this since God knows when. I'm 34 now. So, you know, for some people who it's just a hobby for or they just like got into it. It might be like a different wavelength between the two of us, but at the end of the day, I'm still studying. I still get try to get myself better every day. I'm still listening to people who I respect in the industry. I still want to learn. I still want to grow. I still want to get better. You know, like next week, I'm flying to the Ukraine to go speak at a performance summit out there for the weekend, and then I'm coming back. So what? Should be interesting.
1: <laughs> Are you going? You going to the capital?
0: Uh, yeah, Kiev.
1: Dude, that's pretty exciting. See, this guy's going, I'm going to Hawaii to relax. See, that maybe the (laughs) difference should be a car. I'm going to Maui. (laughs) And it's gonna be, I will not be seeing a soul. I got a little condo off the thing. But that's you brought up an interesting point because I feel like that's what I was gonna I want to talk to you about. Like, Like this uncomfortability. You seem to be the type of guy that like could, all right, I'm tired. It's time to man up. I gotta go do this work. Like, I think that's a gear that I wasn't and it sounds like you may have just innately had it, right, from dad, from being a boxer because those are the toughest dudes on the planet. But, like, for me, I, I, I could push through, but it's, it's a little harder. I feel like this generation, they're not used to uncomfortability. It's almost like they, you're shying away from it when you have to kind of step into it.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we talk about the scheduling and, like, everything we want to do and plan out. But the same thing that we want to make plans for, it's the same thing that we don't want to work for, you know. So you have mm-hmm. to work to a certain point to get to the plans you want to make, right? So at the end of the day, buster ass that 4:30 alarm hits three, four times a week. I'm getting my ass up and going to make money. So <laughs> yeah. just so I can go sit on that beach at, at some point and not worry about what's happening. You know,
1: that's what I was telling my little cousins. Everybody like looks at me like, Oh, life's e-. everybody tells me I'm lucky. Life's easy. Yada, yada. I'm like, I've been lucky then for my whole work career. Cause it's just like, you know, it, I think for, for me and you're probably the same way. Like I, I work better with goals. So If I don't have a goal, yeah, and, little, and most, I think it's just human nature, right? You got to have somewhere to kind of go. So you got to kind of hit X and then get there and then figure out the next thing. And, and people, my little cousin was trying to hit, uh, my little cousin's playing baseball at Seton Hall. Shout out to Justin. And he was talking to me about goals and setting it. I was just trying to get him kind of ready for this because I, I don't think these are things that people should learn how to like use as as psychological tools to like better yourself just you have to get pick this and this is this is the human condition right you're gonna keep wanting something you have to be by being aware of like this is how it is it kind of makes you relax because for me i get overwhelmed i'm like what else do i fucking what else do i need i got money you know i keep pushing and like you're a good example because it was like you were probably as you know, you're successful on Instagram, successful with your, you know, your training, you were probably the same passion that you were when you had 10 followers and had one client, right? Is that, is is that accurate to say?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's always been kind of that way for me, even when I was coming up playing sports, I was a lunatic, man. Like I had no chill whatsoever. Um, Type of guy just playing that was, you know, probably one of the smallest guys on the field, but not afraid to run through you. And like, just absolutely do whatever it took to kind of win and just be successful, like nonstop work ethic constantly. Um, Would swing it like 200-some balls a day before the game even started, before practice, off a tee. That type of mentality, you know, staying after running stadiums. Back then when stadiums were a good thing to do for us Mm -hmm. and whatnot. (laughs) We thought thought it was getting us better running stadiums as a a baseball player, but yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, it's always (laughs) been that mentality for me.
1: That, like, so are you saying – because for me, I sometimes I'll, I've been focusing too much on the results. You get too focused on, you know, how do I do on this show with comedy, or am I making this much money? I think you're probably the type of guy that's focusing on the just the, the process, right? Because that's where I feel like I'm my best in the in that moment, working on the process. Because if you're not here right now, like that's why I love doing this. Is I'm here with you, like we're we're in it, right? You have to. Is that Absolutely. the way? Is that is that the way that you kind of approach all this shit? Like you weren't worried about Instagram. You weren't worried. You weren't trying to get. I mean, you probably want to get more or whatever it is but how did you work through that was it were these goals you set for yourself
0: no like you you don't wake up and say hey i want to have a hundred thousand well maybe kids today they think that it's the end all be all but i never thought that that would be a thing to have x y and z instagram followers i just wanted to put content out that i thought that or like what i was doing with my people who i would think like people hey this is pretty cool this guy's doing you know kind of you know things that are very relevant and put his own little spin on X, Y, and Z. So let me just take a look at this. So, you know, share my work with people who I think would be interested in it. So that's, that was always my process there. And now my goal now is to finally do this online programming. And, you know, I feel like Kanye West in the uh, Mercedes Superdome now, wherever he was just locked (laughs) in there, trying to get this thing out and like be happy with it, you know, to a a point of me actually putting it out there. So, you know, even though it's not going to be like, the end i'll be all training but at the end of the day i still want to be happy with it and just like if it's my name's attached to it i want to make sure it's the best thing possible and people are happy with it they're going to want to keep purchasing the next program and the next thing and the next thing after that so literally got that crazy mentality of just like it has to be perfect has to yeah. be perfect <laughs>
1: did you see where he's recording the new album
0: yeah, <laughs> that, he's, that, that, yeah that, he's nuts. that's in
1: that little bro it's like he put himself in a jail cell
0: it's like the phantom of the opera <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting in there
1: he was say I, I mean listen i think you he, i heard him say that uh living with the kid was like being in a, in a jail cell too so maybe that was just like god. he'd rather be in, he'd rather be in in there you know
0: the guy's just cooped up in a little like hole with pantyhose over his face like what's wrong with you bro Dude,
1: what is he fucking doing bro oh my <laughs> god but now, at the same
0: time like we yeah. all make fun of him and then you got 10 rappers the next day wearing Friggin' pantyhose over their head, and people at their follow concerts. it, right? But you exactly. know exactly. Com-
1: but it comes back to what we we're talking about. It's like, like the reason why, and it's so funny. All the my Instagram people who are big on this, they come on. It's like you guys were never trying it. You just wanted to be authentic and original and be you. And honestly, you no, know, say what you want about him. That's that's what he. He's fucking delusional. Don't get me wrong. He, you know, yeah. But that that's man, him. that's he who he be- is. He believes in himself. That one fucking <laughs> believes in himself.
0: Absolutely, man. There's no denying his confidence.
1: <laughs> oh my God. How were you with confidence growing up? Easy?
0: I was good. That was you know, it was just part of the swagger for lack of a better term. I need you needed it. You know, like being the one of the smallest athletes playing, you, you needed that. You needed to believe your own height. And I I kind of think that's what got me through. I think we talked about this a little bit last time I was on. My favorite athletes growing up were, you know, T O and Kevin See, Garnett.
1: Yeah. see people you're looking at the he carmen was born with it and i was innately growing into it and i think you don't see you don't realize that the the kids that used to that used to not have it carmen it's (laughs) carmen got the the sick fade on he got the nice tattoo he's looking like a like a g over here but oh my god now are you have to is that a piece of training with people like do you see people that the kind of like mental toughness like people are giving up a little easier like is that easy to kind of sort out and how 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 do you work yourself through that with them
0: and it goes back, I mean, again, we talked a little bit about this before. It just goes back to, you know, building that mental toughness, mental awareness. You know, it's a different world now with everything. You know, you have to be aware of what's happening like externally with people too. So like, oh, somebody's boyfriend broke up with them or like somebody's girlfriend broke up with them, this, that, and the other thing, all this can kind of like play into factor of like what's going to happen in the training session that day. Mm. So figure that in, you know, kind of get to know people. If you're not building a rapport with your clients, you're doing yourself a very, you know, a huge disservice to yourself and for them, you know, when they walk into that gym, you should be the best part of their day regardless. So if I'm having a shitty time, if I'm having like something's not clicking for me outside the gym, I can't let them see that. So for me, getting to know them and knowing what's going to make them click and turn that, you know, give, get them to that next stage, that's a, that plays a big part for me. And like, especially when you see the same people every day consistently, you need that so you need to know what's going to get them fired up and get yeah. them turned on and get ready to go.
1: And then they know, they know you know, and it's all—it's a whole thing because you build. Them, oh yeah, yeah. That's probably that's probably makes the difference of, of what a real because like like you said, a lot of the movements are probably very similar, but like what makes the difference is like you like in my day job, people are like what's people are trying to figure out what I'm doing? I'm like it's me. I'm the money. It's like you're the same. That's the same shit, right? It's you make the difference. It's that, it's that that way you can make that relationship with the person and really encourage them, right? I guess some people want to be that coach that screams and some people want to need that coach. That's just patting them on the back and saying, good job. Right.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think a little bit more so the, uh, the coach that just like constantly, you know, points the finger and, you know, is constantly belittling players and, you know, just constantly riding them. It's, it's kind of just going by the wayside now and it's a little bit more teetering the line of just like, okay, helping along and, you know, got this type deal but there's that fine line now. I feel like we have to be more aware of that. It's a different world, man. It really is. You just can't be, you know, motherfucking players constantly all the time. It's just not what it is anymore.
1: Yeah, dude. My coaches and when I was doing high school football, man, it was it was a different. I I was I'm not a guy to get yelled at. I was the same way. I want to be pat. I want to be told I'm the i I'm, the <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm that type. I'm that type. Was that the man. way your your did oh. too?
0: Yeah, you. Would. Oh God, man. Talk all your shit to me. That's fine with me.
1: You don't give a shit. That made you go harder.
0: Oh, it just riles me up always. I loved it. It's like when you're quiet on the field and whatnot, and then guys start talking shit to you. I'm like, okay, here we go. (laughs) It's your fault now.
1: Oh my god. once I
0: get started, it ain't stopping. Once I get started, it's not stopping. There's shit talking on my end too. I was pretty good (laughs) at that. Yeah. I was pretty good at it.
1: Now how did when you were like focusing on baseball, was it was it a tough thing to let go of like, this was this I'm assuming this was a dream, right? You were going to, whatever that dream, may be, college, professional, yeah. whatever that, how was that process of like letting, letting it go or just saying this put me on this path to make me go what I'm meant to do, be, be a trainer.
0: Uh, it was rough, man, to be honest, like letting go of it because I just dealt with so many injuries and just knowing that when I was healthy, like I had this like little glimmer of time when I was actually fully healthy and like the game was just so easy to me. And I know baseball is probably the hardest sport, like the hardest thing to do in professional sports. No questions asked standing in there facing a ball, trying to hit a ball with a round bat. And, you know, that thing's cutting, dipping, moving, coming at you like a hundred miles an hour. And it was just like, man, I I could do this. You know, it was like a very short time period when I had that health and I was at my peak, but at the same time, just the injuries just kept creeping up on me. I think that was the hardest part for me to kind of let go and, for me to just, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this, but in the back of my mind, you know, you can do it. So just trying to find that balance and like still I'm like 34 and I was like, man, I can still put one in play if I need to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and especially like, because you have that, I feel like a lot of people fault on the mind and you, you you clearly have that, right? I think it's when your body isn't keeping up, like, do you think that that's what feeds you to do this now? Like this, you know, I fu- I kind of, I missed that boat. Let me try to help people prolong and get to that level that that I never got to.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, that's what I, I want the best for all my athletes that I trained. You know, I want them to just like be the absolute best at their position, at everything they're possibly doing at every given time. And I think now that I'm glad you said that because now like being on the sideline and not being able to do anything, I had I have to like find that mentality of just like, yo, chill the fuck out. Like dial it in. Like the first couple of games I was actually on the sideline, I was like losing my mind. (laughs) Like, I like, I don't know. Like I obviously I've trained athletes before, but at the same time, you know, you go and see it, but when you're around them constantly day in and day out, like they kind of become your family. So you're like, man, like I need to do something. How can I can't do anything? I just got to sit here and watch, you know what I'm saying? So that's finally that like calmness now has been like my new struggle and my new goal, but I'm getting there. Finally.
1: (laughs) Are you doing any type of relaxing, <laughs> meditating, introspection? No, no, <laughs> no. You're not. You're going too fast, man. That's that's why yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta dial it a We'll get you a little harmony. I'll get yeah. you on the on the Scott morning meditation thing. Cause like yeah. this more this week I hit it I hit it perfectly. My my boss is like, yeah, I could tell Scott did his shit. Some days I'm that same way. But I've been I've been boxing in the morning. You are you still like doing any type of box? You box for any fitness or are you dabbling I, in it at all?
0: I'm that? I'm wait, we're actually building a, a little boxing room, MMA room at our facility. So. Once that's up, I'll get back into it a lot more. So I'm looking forward to it because some days, you know, you just got to get that release.
1: Dude, it's, it's very nice. It's
0: the best. Oh, it's the best. It's the best.
1: Have you trained anybody in, in that space, the MMA space?
0: Uh, not MMA, boxing. So I, I had um I don't know how familiar you are with boxing. Uh, Cecilia Breakus. Hey. She was in. Yeah. She um she was trained with me, in, all through December and a little bit of January. Um, right before her last fight. Um, so she actually flew me out to uh, Dallas and had me up there. So I helped her out a little bit, like, right the week of the fight. Uh, so that was interesting. And another interesting thing with COVID and everything and the, the whole process that went into that.
1: Yeah, I think for, for me, like, my those are, I watch more MMA and boxing than any other sport because I, I love watching Fight weekend. you got to see it, Did, like, watch a person uh, oh, transform. Yeah. Like, you had Connor last month just, like, doing, say goodbye to the kids, said, Daddy will oh, yeah. be home in a week. And you see him just <laughs> – that that whole thing that happened was just too like, – I don't know why they're giving him a – why Rogan's talking to him when he's you know doing his thing. But listen, it's – Rogan said he wanted to talk to him. So it's like I wouldn't talk to somebody right after they broke their, their ankle.
0: Yeah, man. It, it was a wild process because I was literally at um, – I was at the stadium and I got a call and they're like, yeah, we, we want you to come out. Cecilia wants you to come out to um, Dallas for the fight. Like I wasn't going out there. And the fight's Saturday, and literally this is a uh, Tuesday. And they basically called me up and like, hey, we, we need you to get out here. I was supposed to fly out Wednesday. And then I get the call on Tuesday, and they're like, hey, you need to fly out now. And I'm at like um, training. The whole team is there, and luckily our head strength coach is there as well. And they're like, we need you on the plane at 5, and it's literally like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know if you know anything about Chicago traffic but trying to get to a mm-hmm. hair in the middle of the day during rush hour. ass. I had nothing packed. I still had to find a parking spot back around my, my area. So I'm running out of the gym trying to get there. And it's all because of COVID for the most part, because I had to get in, get tested. And then basically so I could mm-hmm. see, see her in enough time to kind of work with her and do whatever we needed to do up until the flight. So man, I've never been so, you know, strung out and, you know, absolutely crazy trying to get somewhere in my life. It was, it's a process. Everything is a process it's wild
1: how was it getting to see a fighter like up up close like preparing for battle right like right right up till they do it
0: awesome it was it was one of the so know, fucking cool Obviously, it wasn't the result we wanted but at the same time like be, being a part of that experience not knowing whether or not it was her last fight you're talking about obviously arguably like the greatest female fighter ever you know held yeah. x amount of belts at one time mm-hmm. and x amount of weight class so like to be a part of that and to have the honor to work with her at that point in time, you know, it was an honor and I hope like we get another chance to do it again. Obviously you don't know,
1: but I guess we'll find out. Damn, man. I don't know if you've been watching, you watch a lot of MMA or, or little?
0: I do. I do for the most part. The- certain, certain guys I'll watch for the most part, but you know, the whole boxing thing that's happening now with the, uh, the celebrity fights, it's fucking out of control,
1: dude. Listen, they they're saying Tech Nine's gonna, you know, six one nine. He's gonna fight uh, Jake Paul or something. It's like it, that's gonna oh, get a God. million bucks. It's sad that that's gonna happen, but yeah, this is the world we live in. Like people, like I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna stream it. You know, fake stream that shit.
0: I mean, but, as crazy as it sounds, but like people think those kids can't fight, man. They can throw. They can scrap a little bit. Dude,
1: Jake, Jake Paul takes it more seriously than, than Logan does, but Logan sat, no matter what you say, the, the gloves and Floyd held them up, whatever that, that bullshit was. I, I went to that fight in Miami. I was there. Oh,
0: did you really? Yeah, nice.
1: we were, bro. It was what a crazy week. I spent more money in two days than I spent the entire COVID. But it was crazy because you have um, the suite connected to overseeing the fight. And I was like, oh, we have a suite. You know, like the little things. This connected yeah. to like a party room. So nobody was oh, even boy. watching. Yeah, it was too much. We won't, we won't talk about it. But uh, <laughs> it was like – it was wild. So, I was trying to watch it, but you don't know, really – because it was whatever. But Logan, you know, he still stuck it out, and now he's going to go down against uh, Spider Silva. That's that's what's going to happen.
0: Oh, is that who he's fighting next? Yeah, so- Anderson
1: Silva. Dude, ridiculous. But, but what I was getting at was like, I see – I don't know if, if you've known. Like the last four major pay-per-views, there's been major leg breaks from every – single dude is this is like my biggest fear i was like how do these guys do that is that more of a like you just have to condition your shin like is that even something that's possible like
0: you're, you're going- I, you, I mean it's from the kicks and the wear and tear and you know you don't know what these guys are doing i mean a lot of times you know i think connor said he did it in training yeah, so, yeah I mean, I, per, he had yeah, the he did.
1: problem in training yeah the stress fracture
0: yeah i mean obviously it comes from that i mean it's excess how are you handling your training loads for the most part how are you going about it? X, Y, and Z. I remember when Mayweather, I guess it was like one of his like last fights before he retired and retired and retired again, like the, the, his hands, just like seeing like the, the amount of stress and whatnot that he had on his hands. Like, I think he took X, Y, and Z time off of the, uh, just hitting the heavy bag. He mm-hmm. would just go to the pads just because of how much stress he has on his hands. So it all depends on, you know, the workload and what you're trying to get accomplished at that time. You get think of guys like McGregor and Mayweather, do they really need that much of a load with, you know, the kicks and the the punching to a certain extent, you know, finding ways around it, especially when you start to get a little bit older. Yeah. And there I has, think that's,
1: there's... yeah, that's kind of like what you were saying about running up the steps in the, in the stadium, right. That's, you know, <laughs> especially like you, you got, you're in a, in a sport that's been around for a hundred years. These, you know, Boston's been around for a while, but like MMA, around for 25 years like people got are gonna have to like they're figuring out now the best fighters At some my, my, my boy max holloway like they don't they don't spar why would you do that to your body to your brain just you know take it you got to be a little smarter with the training that's it's a good point
0: oh absolutely and just like it's the same thing you said about the basketball guys you got to be smarter man it's a grind it's a long season and we're in a 10 month season right now with the team with the soccer team it's not normal so just keeping everyone healthy, keeping everyone where they need to be, keeping everyone happy. It goes a long way. Trust me.
1: How, how like, do, do, are they feeling it already? Or is it really, are you guys trying to make sure like this doesn't happen? They, they got to they really we got to rest them up more rest. You know, like how many games a week they play?
0: Uh, so we got hit pretty rough in the beginning of the season. So I think we had two weeks, not in a row, but within like the first two months, that we had three week, three games a week, that's so crazy. that was a little wild for us. Um, and now it's been pretty much even, like just every Sunday or every Saturday, one game a week. So that's helped a lot from that point. But man, the, the way the training just vary, the variances differ when you have um, those three games a week. It was pretty wild to see. I mean, it was my first time being a part of that and just seeing how uh, Megan kind of scheduled everything out and planned everything was pretty cool and fr- a good learning process on my end. Just to be in that team setting and get to know more on that that side of things
1: yeah man well but before i let you go i see one last question i think it will be useful for some of these kids if you can tell yourself young oh. <laughs> young nooch one thing not to do with to do with just a little advice that you think would be beneficial for a kid now coming up what would that be
0: stay off the internet
1: <laughs> Stay off the internet that's huge right it's too late <laughs> It's too late. They're born into it, Nooch. It's done. I know.
0: Don't tweet anything stupid. That's another <laughs> one. Yeah, I never. I never did. It wasn't around. Like, but man, that that is a good question. You know, you want to sit back and um, think. I, I probably, to be honest, I always said I probably should have actually played soccer or football. I probably would have gone and made that route a little bit different than baseball. I just feel like both those sports kind of fit my skill set a little bit more and allowed me to be a little bit more athletic and do what I need to do on the field and really be who I am as opposed to baseball where you, you get a glimpse of it, but at the same time, you know, your best athletes, you can only see how athletic they are to a certain extent.
1: Yeah. It's, some, some are gifted and some aren't. That's just how it is. Yeah. Now, now how, how do you handle, because you brought up the Instagram, how do you handle your, are you like holding yourself accountable? Like I'm only looking at Graham two hours a day, three hours a day, or you just, you just are mindful. Like, I'm not going to be on top of this.
0: I'm pretty I'm very mindful of it now, okay. you know, especially now that the, the schedule is I have to do get this shit done, get this done, get this done by a certain point And things need to actually happen. I'm just like nothing's happening on there. It's the same thing. as like you get FOMO as a kid missing, like, you know, hanging with your friends that you hang out with, you know, every other weekend or every weekend or every night. So mm. that's the way I see it. Like you're not missing anything. And anything that anybody else is doing, it's not really relevant to what you're trying to accomplish anyway. I know that might sound kind of messed up, but at the same time, I'm not getting wrapped up in, you know,
1: no. things that
0: has nothing to do with me.
1: No, nah, bro, dude, that, that, it's so simple, some of these things, but some people don't understand it. Like, I was looking at my family was playing uh, that Warzone and I even got obsessed oh, yeah. a little. You're playing this shit for like 30 hours a week, and I was like, Guys, oh, yeah. I can't do this. And I had um <laughs> I had a cyber psychologist on. It's so funny because you're Nooch, right? His name Dr. Nooch. Dr. Nooch, tell you so, you know. That's the, Yeah, shout out <laughs> to Dr. Nooch. Um, but he, all his point was, if you're doing anything that has negative consequences to 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 anything, whether it be you're doing something negative to yourself, or you could be doing something better, that's 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 a problem. That's an addiction. That's that's something. I was like, oh, looking at it that, that way. Is kind of interesting. So I think tra- I was tracking my Instagram usage. I was like, "Shit!" Because I know you answered me so quick. I was like, "This kid is so nice. He's just the best." But <laughs> uh, no, that's smart. I think that that's what people people are gonna have to learn how to deal with this. Like, because we're like, you, like we're, we were in the middle of this growing up. We we were we had fifteen years, sixteen years, and not, you know, living with it. And now kids grow up with this in their hands. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what kid kid they're gonna have. Like everybody's gonna have ADHD. I don't know how it's possible. There's you know 75 percent increase in ADHD um, cases, but just take the phone out of your hands.
0: Seriously, kids just come out with the iPad now. Just out here, just constantly, just walking yeah. around with the iPad. I don't know. My like, kid won't man. even know it
1: exists. Won't even know it exists.
0: <laughs> Instagram isn't real, man. Got to get these out. Like people just hit me up all the time. I feel like I'm not doing what I need to be doing. I feel like I'm getting left behind. I'm getting left behind with what? Somebody posting a picture of their steak they made. The oh, other night. they're
1: saying that in in they're saying <laughs> that in correlation to being on Instagram. Not that they want to get off it, that they want to be on Yeah, like they're on
0: like, they're all like oh, oh people are doing so many things and this, that, and the other. I'm like, what are they doing? They're not doing anything. Like, do your own thing.
1: Yeah, dude. They make they, they made it so perfect too. Just that you you see the likes, you want to get that little serotonin, the little oh, yeah. that, that little pop. But I think we're gonna. I think it's it's gonna be combative. with. You know, you have to combat your social media usage with fitness, a little yeah. bit of mindfulness, and you know, a little bit of everything, bro.
0: Yeah, man. Control your truths, and that everything else will fall into place.
1: I like that. Control your truths. You know what? That may be the name of the episode, right there. Bro. <laughs> My man, Nuch. My Thank guy. you so much for coming on, bro.
0: Appreciate it, man. Always wow, an honor. Dude, always, always a pleasure, brother. We'll wake we'll up again
1: soon, dude. Everybody expect to see Nuch on the next episode of the new Shower. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, check out everything. I uh, will put the notes down down below. We'll put the Instagram and where you can find them and all that good stuff. Uh, everybody, keep smashing the likes. Keep telling your friends. Uh, appreciate all the, the reviews and moving us into the top ten. Almost there, Nooch. We're just inching. Just inching. I um, love
0: it. Whatever I can do to get you there, brother. We're gonna get uh, you there.
1: Oh, dude, we going. We're going. Oh, everybody, thank you for the support. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, as always, stay safe. Stay positive. Stay blessed. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye.